In a recent discussion involving villains, talking about villains, have you ever had a villain that just was so awesome to you that you almost clapped for the villain? And it was it was so awesome. You know, villains like Josh Brolin and James Spader, Thanos and Ultron, uh, that made you just clap. It made you just clap. And I can't believe I forgot about, to me, the one villain who did that, who made me constantly applaud and cheer for the villain. I can't believe I forgot about... One isn't enough. Just a little, little bit more. I laid low your warriors of old. I instilled terror in the hearts of men. I am king under the mountain. Okay, hopefully third tries the charm. Keep your hands off the buttons. I don't even know what I hit. <laughs> so, so I was I was halfway through the recording and I just I look down because every so often it gives me what the what the what the app will do is it gives me a countdown and it shows me me and then it shows me you mm-hmm. and it shows me it says connected underneath your name. So yeah. I just started talking and then all of a sudden I look down. And the only face I see is mine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm talking to myself. So, uh-oh. Uh, this, that, that, this is one of the things I like recording live. You have to go with whatever it throws at you. And that's yeah. how I prefer things. But like I was... Well, where was I saying? Oh, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I know I would forget. Um, I said that whereas Harley is more of a villain mm-hmm. who tries to do good stuff to try and keep her world as disjointed as it may be together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Deadpool strikes me as more of an accidental hero. Yeah. A guy just that just happens to be, he has to be a hero, mm-hmm. given the way things are. Yeah, he's he's an anti-hero. Yeah. Well, well, if he's an anti-hero, then what would you call Harley? She's definitely anti. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's more of a... Um... Um, I'm not sure if anti-villain is the same as, is like a a similar gray area, but more on the villainous side. Now, excuse me, well, I'm going to reference it because I referenced it before, and Mm -hmm. then we got cut off. (laughs) Um, I referenced it before when I said I, the villains, I, you have villains that you cheer for and you mm-hmm. root for. And I mentioned Josh Bowen with Thanos and mm-hmm. James Spader with Ultron. And I overlooked the best, to me, the best mm-hmm. villain I've ever seen on a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, Khan Noonien Singh and Smaug. Yeah. I actually, I actually clapped and cheered for Smaug. I kept going, please eat Bilbo. Mm-hmm. Please eat Bilbo. Because mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch is such an awesome villain. Yeah. He's just, he's exemplary at that role. Now, 
how they got him to be. First of all, it's about time Benedict Cumberbatch was a hero, mm-hmm. was a superhero. That was that's way overdue. And mm-hmm. second of all, I mean, I, how do you how do you not applaud Smaug mm-hmm. in, the, in the like in the beginning that you hear in the beginning of this episode? Yeah. Also. You had mentioned. Um, I'm going to rehash that to make sure the the recording keeps it. Um, you had mentioned you preferred. You said Josh Brolin was more of a cable than he was of a Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. He he's he's a very. I guess I guess because you can say because you can say this because of his dad James Brolin. Mm-hmm. You can. He's Josh is very. He Thanos came off to me as very fatherly, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Very, he had a very softer mm-hmm. kind of. Whereas James Spader, James Spader's Ultron mm-hmm. had a more sinister side to it. Yeah, and as as you'll hear in the beginning of this episode, where where Smaug says, "I am fire. I can't do it like Benedict Cumberbatch. No one can. I can't do it like Benedict Cumberbatch did, but." I am fire. I am death. It's like mm-hmm. you're going there. Like you, maybe it's just me. I'm listening. They're going yes, yes, Smaug, yes. The coughs are. Sorry, I had to get my <laughs> mic away from my mouth. Um, you said so a while ago when you sent me the thing on lost media. Yes. I'm curious as to what what you actually mean by the definition of lost media because it, when we immediately said that the first thing that popped into my head was was my favorite show that I've ever seen mm-hmm. I love The Amazing Race but that's one of my favorites mm-hmm. um, my favorite show, the greatest show I've ever seen is I love The King of Queens okay love The King of Queens and mm-hmm. Jerry Stiller is a god mm-hmm. among comedians I loved Ben Stiller's dad yeah Jerry Stiller was a god, and he's the mm-hmm. funniest man I've ever seen on TV. But the King of Queens first struck mm-hmm. struck me when you said that, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not lost media. Everyone mm-hmm. knows about that, and it's all over the news, yeah. all over the news, and all over the networks. No one, it's not lost. Mm-hmm. But not that many people are as much of a fan of it as I am, or know about it as much as I do. Yeah. So, what exactly do you define and do you mean by lost media? Lost media is any kind of media, whether it's like scenes, scenes cut from a movie or an entire movie or show or like pilot episode of the show or short film, like even like YouTube videos and um, like internet uh, or like stories posted to the internet can be considered lost media. Anything that is known to exist in, in, um, film or audio or like any recording or text that's known to exist but is inaccessible inaccessible or, in what sense um either either physically like completely destroyed like um like a lot of early BBC uh or early shows that aired on BBC um the BBC destroyed a lot of their old um uh broadcasts so there's a lot of episodes of Doctor Who, for example, that are lost media because they just don't exist anymore because the BBC erased their tapes. Why do uh, they? Why would they erase their tapes? Because they had well back in storage. The, 
50s, 60s, 70s, like home recordings weren't a thing yet. And they didn't know how much of a like cultural phenomenon Doctor Who would be or it, they had no concept of like people are going to want to watch this again. And so yeah, they they erased they like taped over um they mm-hmm. used, they used the film for new things. Uh um so stuff like that or um another common type of lost media is um somebody will post online remembering something from that they like saw a long time ago and they're just like this like obscure thing that they want to find again and so a lost media search will start up trying to find that one thing that they were that they're looking for um a couple so if if something is lost media how do you one start a search to bring that back and two how do you if it's lost media how do you find it so it really depends um uh so there's a whole, there's a community online, the lost media community that um, centers mostly around the lost media wiki and the lost media wiki forum. Um, a lot of lost media searches start there. Um, somebody will post like, I, I remember this thing, help me find it. Or like, um, there's this thing that I, er, that I, er, that, uh, I have these like records of existing, but I can't actually find it. Let's try to get it documented. Let's try to find it. But if it's lost media, mm-hmm. if it's lost media and the BBC did what you said they did, if mm-hmm. it's lost media, you're not going to be able to find it because if they recorded over it, then how well, do you that... find if it? How do you find where it exists if it ever did? Well, you know it ever did, but how do you find it? So. In in my Doctor Who example, um, there's actually been some like really interesting discoveries of. Um, so the BBC had um, made copies of a lot of their a lot of their stuff and sent those copies to um, other countries so that um, other countries can watch Doctor Who or whatever. Um, there's been a, there's been a good several episodes that were found um, in the archives of um, uh, archives of networks from other countries that um, they didn't destroy the tapes. Um, there's there was also some reels that were like strangely found in the basement of a random church in England. Huh. So it's like. Stuff can pop up in the strangest ways. Um, sometimes, uh, with enough attention, or a lot of the like more experienced lost media researchers will um, are experienced with reaching out, like finding people that were involved in the making of a short film, or like involved with the networks that air these things. Um, they're really good at finding people who have the like connections to um potentially have the the tape or the whatever they're looking for um it sounds like a lot of digging yeah it it is a lot of digging um so i was actually personally uh involved in a lost media search i didn't provide any of the like 
big breakthroughs, but um, I was active in the uh, forum. Um, the uh, thread for or the thread for it, um, like I joined when the thread was four pages, and by the time it was found, it was twenty pages. What were they? Um, what was the search looking for? It was looking for these. Halloween bumpers that aired on Nicktoons Network called Nicktoons Gets Zombified. Oh. Yeah. There were these, like, they didn't even air on Nickelodeon. It was Nicktoons Network, a, a like, spinoff channel from Nickelodeon. Um, but there were these, like, really creepy um, little, like, 15-second long videos of Nicktoons characters as zombies. Like, hmm that's all it was but they were like so creepy and made it such an impression on the few people that actually saw it on that channel that like it started this massive search and um i joined because there was some confusion as to how many of these bumpers there were um and the consensus is that there was there was three there was one for mighty b one for fairly odd parents and one for fanboy and chum chum um but somebody had mentioned like remembering an after our last airbender one uh where ang where ang was dead and i'm just er, and so i actually joined in because i knew that that bumper where ang was dead i i actually knew what like halloween bumpers that those were from and that it had nothing to do with the zombie hmm. yeah see i i <laughs> I know exactly. What, I'm more. My interesting and my knowledge is more like of a historical sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like, um, I like. I've had a lot of people come up to me and ask me recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a girl. There's a one of the girls I work with. Her 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 name is is A N A. Her first mm-hmm. three name is A N A, and she has often said a lot and I was the only one in the store who got the reference she was going for but Mm -hmm. she had said that a lot of people talked to her and mentioned to her um, did she have a she had a connection to someone named Nicolavina and my historical my historical I may have mispronounced that sorry to all our Russian friends but Mm -hmm. um, my historical senses went bing I know exactly what that's a direct reference to. Mm-hmm. Her first name is ANA. Her the reference within her family line, she doesn't know where it is, but she her, she's heard the reference Nicolovena. Mm-hmm. Back in what the in God, I forget the year, but the end of the Russian monarchy or the Russian mm-hmm. the Russian reign mm-hmm. was unfortunately the last czar of Russia was Tsar Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And he had children. The youngest child, mm-hmm. and this make make everyone go will go, ooh. The youngest child, everyone knows everyone knows her name. The her his youngest child is, was Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Anastasia's name was Anastasia Nikolovina. Okay. And the first three letters of Anastasia is A and A. Mm-hmm. And everyone went, oh, and she just went, 
wow, how did you get that? And I said, it's like, talk about, and you said that you mentioned random knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's stuff that you will never, ever mm-hmm. use again. Yeah. It's just for some reason it's stuck in your head mm-hmm. and you can't get it out no matter how hard to try. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like the world wars. I have no idea why I know how long they are. Or yeah. the years. I have no idea why I would remember that. And I've never needed to use it and I'll never need to use it again. Mm-hmm. But it's stuck in my head and I can't get it out. Yeah. So I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, how those um, bumpers were eventually found were was that um well a couple of the or there were a couple clips from the bumpers that were found in a couple like animator demo reels so those or so um one of the uh lost media researchers one of the like big ones um uh youtube channel l supersonic q um he had contacted the animators from these demo reels and we were kind of waiting for L Supersonic Q to come back with us with like any updates from them. But while we were waiting, um, somebody just happened to figure out a way to extract the video files from Nick.com because we knew that the videos were hosted on Nick.com, but ever since Flash died, like there was no way to access them. But so if yeah. these so if let's say in this example, let's mm-hmm. say I'm looking for something that was I don't know why you would look for something as zombies and this is just me because zombies creep me out and not and not we a pleasant. looking for them because they were creepy. There's a lot of lost media searches that started with, I remember this very creepy thing from my childhood. Is it really as creepy as I remember it? Yeah, it's just, it's that and I don't, I don't know why, but I cannot, I can't tolerate Mm-hmm. That the, the zombie that that was the Last of Us, the game. Mm-hmm. I can't tolerate the Last of Us. Yeah, I won't. I won't stand for it. Mm-hmm. I cannot tolerate zombie stories of any kind. I just they they unnerve me. They mm-hmm. creep me out, and they make they make me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Now, I the other undead vampires. Uh-huh. I have no problem with whatsoever. Yeah, I just got into it. I just got into that search in particular because it was about a, or it was focused on a channel that I actually watched around the time that these bumpers aired. So it was like something that I could have potentially seen myself. I couldn't, I didn't remember seeing them, um, except maybe the Fairly Odd Parents one. But um, hmm. do you? So if. If these lost media, mm-hmm. let's say the BBC mm-hmm. erased the tapes and they sent their copies to, oh, I don't know, Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Scotland has the copies, mm-hmm. but they're copies. Yeah. So I believe the Michael Keaton movie Multiplicity said a copy of a copy isn't as great as the original. Yeah. Or so... What Scotland in this example, what Scotland mm-hmm. now has is something that's not as great as the original. No. So, but it's get... better than animated recreations that we currently have. Well, that's true. <laughs> you're gonna, ha- I mean, you're gonna have an image that's all kind of fuzzy and crappy, yeah. but still. Um... So you you studied so, film, right? Yeah. Um, a couple of the um, a couple of the lost movies that came up when I was like looking at 
or when I was like listening to videos um, were a couple of like really old, 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 like influential films. Um, so are you familiar with either Metropolis or The Passion of Joan of Arc? The foggier, foggier on Joan of Arc, but Metropolis, yes. Yeah, um, Metropolis was a case of, uh, well, they, they were both um, cases of lost media for a while. Well, not really cases in the, like, lost media wiki search sense, but um, there are examples of lost media that were later found in, like, strange ways. Because, um, so, Metropolis was cut, or, like, the original film was a lot longer than the film that got distributed more. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, just decades later, or, like, the full version was thought to have been lost for a long time until, like, decades later, it was just found that an Argentinian collector had the full version. Um, but it was uh, badly damaged, so it had to, like, go through restoration. Hmm. And so- now it's 99% restored because there were two scenes that were unrecoverable, but it's that's still a lot more than the right. version existed for a while. So if you get a copy... So using my example, the BBC sends off their copies mm-hmm. to Scotland. Yeah. If you're able to get a hold of that copy of that lost media that's now in Scotland, mm-hmm. one, you're getting a copy of a copy, and two, how do you know, like, how do, you, how are you able to track, one, where that copy is, mm-hmm. and two, why are you not paying three arms and three legs to get the copy to you? Because right. it's, it's probably on something, it's probably, if it's on tape, if it's that old, if it's on tape at all, mm-hmm. how do you know that you have a device that can even read it? Yeah, well, usually, usually cases where it's old, really old film, um, like old BBC broadcasts, or like the... Um, film from the 20s and stuff like that usually those you're not gonna go find those might just if if we're lucky they might turn up someday (laughs) somebody will go through the right storage closet the right find it in a basement somewhere and that's how those are gonna get found they're not gonna you're not gonna go searching and find it the they would just end up found if if at all now that that reminds me that i just now that i was now that you were talking i was thinking of the example Mm -hmm. but you said you were saying that that they might not even found they might you might not even find it but how are they then still able to find images of using my russian example of the czar and the grand duchesses Walking, marching, marching along in Saint Petersburg. How are they still able to find images from 1903 or 1910? <laughs> They're still able to find moving images of of Olga and Tatiana and yeah, Nikolai well, and Anastasia, and that's the actual images. Yeah, the- even even if like full film reels get damaged, um, sometimes there's 
there's um, bits that are uh, still um, intact. Uh, the other example that I gave, the Passion of Joan of Arc, um, the original version was thought to have been destroyed like the year after it was filmed. So it was basically recreated with um, extra footage with like alternate takes and with like the bits and pieces that survived. Um, into, and so that was the version that people would um, that people would see um, from 1929 to 1981. It was the like spliced together version. But in 1981, a copy of the original version was found in perfect condition in the storage closet of a mental hospital. Hmm. And they didn't even realize it was the original version until three years later when they actually looked at the thing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Huh. huh. Mm-hmm. That, that was... That was... That sounds like something... Again, the only reference I... Well, my main reference I have is a historical reference, but mm-hmm. to keep bringing up the Romanovs, um, one of the interesting thing things that they you like to further back up what you had just said. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things was was that first of all, nowadays footage from that back mm-hmm. um, the, of the Romanovs is now historical mm-hmm. as a historical legacy. Yeah. And, and historical icons. So now, if any footage of that retains or has remained for this long, it's revered and pre- yeah. and, and and preserved. Mm-hmm. So that could be why it's held up so well. Also, mm-hmm. that I I read somewhere that that when the, when someone had found that footage, they actually were looking over the footage and they were going, "Holy crap!" Do you realize what that is? Mm-hmm. Like, it's footage. Mm-hmm. Did someone do something to it so they could, like, replicate it or look? And mm-hmm. someone, I read that someone, the researcher with the person who found it said, no, that's the actual, those are the actual Romanovs. Mm-hmm. Those are the actual Grand Duchesses there. That's Anastasia. That's Olga. And so it could also be with the Fluffs Media as well. It could also be that some of them over time, even through these channels and wikis mm-hmm. and stuff like that, have ascended to the level of they've become icons mm-hmm. and thus been preserved. De- oh, yeah. Preserved well. Yeah, absolutely. There's er, Nowadays, people are a lot more conscious about preservation of, um, of media. Um, and a lot of it is like the, like, yeah, lost media preservation, um, and just like, yeah. Um, what is if you if you can recall or you mm-hmm. can say what is the hardest, easiest, or funnest lost media that you've either either participated in finding, know of finding, or mm-hmm. you can recall? So I actually have like a little my like top tier list of lost media cases um zombified is the only one that i've actually participated in um and that was a lot of fun that was wild um but uh the 
exam or the lost media cases that tend to like be the the um, first ones that people like learn about getting getting into the lost media community are um, they're referred to as Clockman and uh, Crack Monster. Wait, did and you did you say Hawk H A W K or Quack? Clock. Oh, like C L O C K. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. Clockman. Yes, Clockman. Huh. Um. So. Wait, wait, clock like C L O C K or clock yep. like that thing on the wall? C L. Like TikTok. Oh. Clockman. Yes. That's what that's what the search is referred to as is Clockman, oh. because it was about or somebody posted online remembering a short that they had seen um, about a little kid who got who basically be, was abducted by a man who came out of a clock, and that was about all that was known about it at first was like that description but um as more people like saw this some people started remembering like oh i've seen this too it wasn't a little boy it was a little girl and um but they didn't know the actual name of the short because it it was just referred to as clock man because that was the main like the main point of it or the main like feature of the of the memory um the person remembered that it aired on a uh show called pinwheel which itself is really hard to find episodes from and um pinwheel is basically like a nickelodeon version of an old old nickelodeon version of like a sesame street type kid like variety show um but uh so the original post was made in 2012 um then by 2015 the uh lost media wiki found one of the founders of the lost media wiki um got wind of it and started searching and contacted people from pinwheel contacted people from nickelodeon contacted or tried from Pinwheel, they were able to get the name of the um, company that supplied Pinwheel with the shorts. Um, until eventually, uh, somebody found, posted onto YouTube, a short called, um, uh, what was it, Oh Paradiso Sally or something like that? It was a, it, it was Czechoslovakian uh, short film that matched the description exactly except for the language. So then they found out that, like, this was the short, but um, a company in America or Canada bought the short and um, dubbed it in English. So then there was a a search for the English version of the short, and um, that only took uh, about, like, a month or two before that was finally, like, uploaded to YouTube. Um, and we found out that the actual short was called Sally. Huh. That's all. That is, that is weirdly, weirdly, wildly interesting. I was, 
Yeah. I've always been, like, I've been very curious. Like I mentioned earlier, the before we go, Holmes, mm-hmm. um, I, I mentioned earlier that the Michael Keaton's multiplicity, like having a copy of a copy, you're not going to be mm-hmm. as great as the original. So are you? Are you? Are you? Aren't you working with sub, with subpar, subpar mm-hmm. technology? If you're just getting a copy of a copy, mm-hmm. so. And sometimes lost media just doesn't actually exist. Like, um, and, I'm just gonna quickly mention another like favorite case. Right. Of mine is a video game called Yeah Yeah Beavis One. There was a video game catalog from like the 80s or 90 or early 90s where a um like an online or not online like a mail-in video game store service had just a bunch of games listed and one of the games was yeah yeah bebus one (laughs) yeah yeah bebus one yes (laughs) and everyone is just like what is this game like was this a game that just never came out? Was this a bad translation? Like, was this just like a um, trap for like people trying to copy the list? Like, and I'll bet everyone's doing what I'm about to do as soon as we finish. I'm gonna Google, I'm gonna plug into Google and go, yeah, yeah, Beepus One, just to mm-hmm. see if it brings up anything like, you know, like a wiki as far as to what the game was about, that kind of a thing. This but- is just. Uh, my favorite theory is that it's a mistranslation of a video game um, I don't remember the exact title but it's Die Die uh, something 2 huh. I'll, I'll find the video that I found the um, found yeah. that uh, that that'd be interesting it'd be interesting to see a little bit more on the mm-hmm. lost media thing as well because yep. this is all just wildly interesting to me this yeah, is no, really i i recommend the youtube channels blame it on jorge jorge spelled like the name george it's just yeah with the j yes right um so blame it on jorge l supersonic q um all things lost and source brew those are the uh-huh. main uh, channels that I watch for lost media stuff, but especially the first two I mentioned, um, the uh, Blame It On Jorge and El Supersonic Q. Everyone look those up. Everyone <laughs> hop right on YouTube, which is probably what I'm going to do, and look mm-hmm. those up. So, yeah, stick. thank yep. you, Lisa, for coming on. Yeah. Thank, thank you all for sticking around with us as long as you have. Stick around for a little more in the end here. Bye. Want to check out the best travel vlogger and videos anywhere? Go to Atlantic City, Disney, Six Flags, all along the Atlantic City boardwalk, and go to Vegas. Check out the New York channel, N-U-Y-A-W-K, on YouTube. You will be thoroughly impressed and thoroughly entertained. You will love every second of what you're seeing. Go to YouTube and check out N-U-Y-A-W-K. You'll love what you're seeing. You'll enjoy every second of it.
to check out the best cruising podcast everywhere, check out Fantastic Cruising on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. And on their Facebook community, check out Fantastic Cruising, a great, great adventure you will love, love listening to and watching. Want to check out the environment, the climate, the planet, and everything we can do to have an impact on it? Check out City Climate Corner on all the podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on everything. You won't be disappointed. You'll enjoy and love what you're listening to. Music.